where's the oversight? You know what I'm saying? So these people have a loophole. Were these people in position, were they the ones who were supposed to be the guards at the gate? And they were just like, okay, I got the key. Nobody else is coming through the gate. Shoot, I'm going to do what I got to do. Welcome back, folks. It's a brand new episode of It's About Your Paycheck, episode 16. And we got a new drip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Before yeah, we get yeah. into it. How you doing, Walt? What's going on today, sir? Man, I'm good, brother. Man, I'm good. It's another day. Feels like this year is already flying by. January is already done. It's just crazy, man. But other than that, I'm just excited for today's show. As you all can wow. see, we're using a different type of backdrop. Usually before we had in Zoom, we had the different backdrops. But as you can see, we got some poster boards and some things behind us behind brian you can see some of the books and stuff you want to talk a little bit about we're what just, you got we're right? just using our we're just using our natural background right like before yeah. we used the green screen type deal yeah. and now yeah. we basically moved recording platforms and they don't have an easy green screen function like zoom and google all the other ones do so we're yeah. like all right we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make this look right so that the fans know what we're what show we're doing and yeah, man. No. So I just love that little personal touches in the back. And that's it, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah. So what do you so, got up there? You got some books. You got like a little. Yeah, my books. Like... And the so my kids gave me like a little different gifts. My, my Spider-Man, because Spider-Man from Queens. He's my. He's, yeah, yeah. We, we rep. And you actually can see my little 50th anniversary bottle a little bit there. My Hennessy nice. bottle is Nas. It's a it's Hennessy Nas collabo 50th anniversary of hip hop edition. I couldn't find it in South Florida. I had my mom import it from New York for me. Wow. Oh, yeah. When I saw it, they were running the commercials during that time. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, wow. I went to the local stores and I was like, oh, well, it's not here. So I called my mom. I was like, mom, there's a liquor store like right across the street from my mom's building in New York. So yeah. I was like, yo, okay, come on, go check this out and see if you can get it. But she's like, yeah, they got it here. What do you want me to do? I was like, buy it and bring it back. <laughs> so she brought it with her and whatnot. Oh, no. I think she sent it to me. But so that's that. And then this right here is a dope little, I wish it was bigger. It's a dope little, I guess I could grab it, right? Let's see, It's a spray paint can. It's a piece of artwork, but yeah. Bruce Lee oh, that's is dope. in it. And it's, and it, it yeah. just, it's just fly. Yeah. So, you know, Bruce Lee, I'm about to put it right here. That's from the Kiss of Death movie? Yes, I believe so. With the yellow jumpsuit that he had yes, on. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the Super Mario Brothers is up there, like right next to Spidey. Nice, a little man. Donkey Kong thing, and then my little my dad shelf up over the top. Nice. Man. There's actually a more, but this is all that's in view for this. Okay, yeah, man, that's man. it. What you got going? What you got going on in the back over there? Just our posters, man. And I got MJ. Oh, no doubt. Go. I, I grew up watching both. Who both? Who? Format. Like him, his just his generation of players uh-huh. in the '90s and stuff. We old, and then, yep. Yeah, and then today's generation of players and stuff. So who's the represent. goat now? Who they um, say is a goat? Who's your like, goat? First of all, throughout for me, this, yes, for me, it's, it has to be MJ because okay. of how he started to change the game, how much impact he changed the game with because before him there wasn't really a lot of all these endorsements, these star athletes getting money for commercials and all this other stuff until Jordan came around and he started getting his own shoes, his Air Jordans and stuff. So for me, because he changed the game the way he did and he was the best player in the league, it's him. 
LeBron overall, like passer and everything like that, LeBron is on paper statistically is better, but I got to give it to Jordan because I feel like he changed it for the future generations. Dope, dope. Yeah, I like that. I got a little, little anime version of me. You really can't see it, but oh. I'm into the you anime. It, so are you able to take it off and put it on the camera? Yeah, hold on. Because I caught a glimpse of it the last time he showed me. It's pretty cool. You guys got to see it. Look at that. <laughs> that's dope. Yo, that's dope. Yeah. It's a Tachi version of Walt. <laughs> no doubt. Yep. What? Who? Hitachi? That's a yeah. That's the name. That's the name of the guy on the show. Oh no, no. What anime is that? Now, oh no, Ruto. Yeah, my son watches that one too. What? Yeah. So now, and guys, this is it's about your paycheck, but we just rambling here. Give us a second to get into the show, and we are talking about just to keep you on pace here. We got a fun show today. True payroll crimes. We're gonna yeah. talk about. Some of the shady-ish that people do with their paychecks and stuff like that. Things you got to watch out for. But yeah. real quick, I just want to ask, what's the difference between anime and mag- MAGA? Mag- MAGNA? MAGA? Ma- manga. Manga. What's yeah, the, so is there a difference? The, the manga is like comic book, You think oh. of, if you think about okay. it. And the anime is the actual animation of that comic book. So some of them oh. come in the manga, so it's like that, and so you can read it. You read it in a different format, though. You read I know, from, it's like from the right, yeah, from to, right left, to left. To left so yeah, yeah, I yeah. Saw that. So, yeah, so that's the difference. <laughs> it's usually the same, like, so Naruto the has same, a manga right. and an anime. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Dragon yeah. Ball has the anime and the manga. Yeah, so it has both. Uh, okay, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, my, I heard any of my son's into it, and my oldest daughter, too, I believe. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, good stuff, yo. They got this one oh, yeah. show coming out on Adult Swim called Ninja Kumai or something like that. Ooh, man, that I cool. love I love a good ninja. At least the gosh, I I'm from the era of Saturday afternoon kung fu movies, Saturday morning yeah. stuff like Sundays, those classic kung fu theater. Yeah, Basically, yeah. what Wu Tang built their whole sound around. Ooh, I'm gonna have to give me a woo symbol back here. So I love Ninja. Honestly, I look back and think about them now, and they probably look so corny. But there was this movie series called American Ninja, and yes. it was like American Ninja one, that. two, three. Yes, four, I remember five, that. Like, I remember six. that. Yes, <laughs> but I loved the movies as a kid. Yeah, my dad used to watch all that stuff, man. Every yeah. every martial arts thing, my dad was all into that. Yeah, well, sport, I'm, I'm not as old as your dad now. Don't be. Don't be. Oh, okay, See, okay. you got people who think I'm over here sick. Me and Walt only four years apart, right? So don't get crazy. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's get into it for the folks. We got yeah. some news, some pay news to share with you first. This episode is presented by Time Track Go, the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. In addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, TimeTrack Go is excited to announce it's now compatible with QuickBooks Desktop, providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors. TimeTrack Go will not only save you time and money each week, but the easy to understand user interface and the ability to turn an ordinary tablet into an employee time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's T-I-M-E 
T-R-A-K-Go.com or call 888-321-9922. Let's go. I came across this article and it was dope because actually I heard it on the news. I listened to a ton of news podcasts and I heard hip hop star Wyclef John and Tia partners, Tia, T-I-A-A, they are retirement plan providers, right? Mm -hmm. So 401k, IRA, things like that. They sell these products, they're providers. They they did a collabo and Wyclef came out with a song called Paper Right. And basically I'm gonna read Wyclef's quote on what this is, right? So Wyclef John says, Paper right is about building a financial legacy for future generations and the reward and gratification this brings. The most important thing he hopes people can take away from the song and his partnership with Tia is that saving early can set you and your family up for long-term success. That is so true, man. We And, and it's so in line, right? And in brand with what we're doing with this show, it's about your paycheck. Because again, it's your first stop in financial wellness, your paycheck, right? And the only stop for employee information. So that is, is just, and I was just telling my daughter that she's got a new job. She's excited about it. And I was like, yo, we got to start saving because the numbers, the calculations, and by the time you're 40, you can have a million dollars saved yep. if you do it properly and, and invest it, right? Put it in a 401k, yep. put it in a product that's still giving you some return on your investment every month, every year, whatever. And like, I'm so mad. Can you, if we did that when we were 20 right now, we have a million dollars in the bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, so I urge young people and shoot at any age, if you got the time to invest, you start investing. If you're older, you have to do it more aggressively. But if you're young, oh my gosh, slow and steady wins the race. So that was a great call out. Go check out the track. It's called Paper Right. I haven't heard it yet. Just I should have listened to it, but I haven't heard it yet. Maybe we'll drop little snippets in the show. And that's all I had. What do you got? So I didn't put the article on there, but I saw something from the BLS and it was talking about unemployment and employment among youth. Yeah, so it's back from summer of 2023. So it is an older stat, but just wanted to put out some numbers there to give you an idea yeah. of where younger people are. Because in, in this season, we're talking on, on this show and the and it's about payroll. We're talking about attracting young people to the workforce and payroll yep. and what they like. July of 2023, 55% of young people, and that they consider young people ages between 16 to 24, were employed. Um, in the U.S. that the BLS reported. That measure changed a little from 55.3% in July 2022. Uh, But that July figure of 55% still is below the level that it was in 2019 before COVID hit. So before COVID hit, it was 56.2% of young people working. So there's like, there's been a percent drop since COVID. So more young people are not working. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. I, that makes sense because so many people left the workforce in mm-hmm. during the pandemic for different reasons. And I would imagine that young group is a, that's prime school age. So it's, oh, I'm going back mm-hmm. to school. You know what I mean? Yep. Or I'm going to go do this. I'm going to just stay home and be safe and help around the house or something like that. But yeah, that's a good one. That's a yeah. Good one. So, it, and then I said that 25% of the 16 to 24 year olds 
worked in leisure and hospitality industry, which is the largest share of youth workers. And then an additional 18% of employed youth work in the retail trade industry. And another 13% worked in education and health services. Got it. No doubt. So as you can see, some of that may consist maybe some hospitality and the education. There may be some payroll, HR, admin work in there, but you notice it didn't say anything about finance. It didn't mm-hmm. say anything about that sector being one of the right. top places. So I find that interesting. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, sir. And we're going to get into, this is the first time we do a true payroll, a true pay. We call this one true pay crime a true pay crime on the It's About Your Paycheck show. But it's fun. It's fun for us to do, but it's also very informative for you all to be careful out there with some of these things that folks are doing. Cybercrime is so rampant and high and the financial crimes. We're going to, the story I have to share covers, has the financial crime network and they have, they call it FinCEN. And you got this little stuff that we should know about. If you're, if you're out there, if you're an employee in America, these are things you need to know about. Yeah, Walt is going to start us off with the first one. Whenever you're ready, man, just get us in. Yes, I have an article. It's talking about a Florida man or woman. It didn't say. No, no, it doesn't say Florida. That's messed up. See how you be doing us? You a Florida man too. You just admit another state. But yeah, so it's an article about an employee at Regions Bank who was selling customers' identities. And that it, in a plot to steal over $125,000 from branches, from bank branches in Florida, Alabama, Iowa, and Missouri back in t- 2019, the employee pleaded guilty and three others involved in the scheme were also sentenced. Mm-hmm. The criminals used fake IDs, credit cards, and stolen information to impersonate customers and withdraw money from region bank branches. At least 18 customers were victims of the identity theft, and the scheme involved multiple people and two additional co-conspirators are being prosecuted in New York for a related indictment. So it was far-reaching. It looks like there was a big group, uh, a good enough group of people involved in this scheme trying to get over on customers and selling their information. Yeah, because you need somebody to sell it to, right? Because if you're the one stealing it from the bank... You need people willing to go out and use those stolen things to get the ill-gotten yep. goods and get it, give me yep. some money back from it. You know what I mean? So, hey, or they're just selling it flat. Yeah, I'm selling it. I don't, but yeah, this is why this stuff is so inter- interesting because we don't know, right? We're trying mm-hmm. to use the bank system being safe and boom, now somebody sold my, that. the good part is if it was your bank, this is all FDIC insured. So that's the good part. The bad part is your money's gone for a little bit until the bank has to reconcile that and get you right. I don't know if that process in and of itself could be very harmful to your cash flow. Because as we know, 70% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So yes. one of these things, one of these hiccups, it got you, they got you messed up out there. So yeah. yeah. So what are the key takeaways from this? So some of it we already have gone over, but the key takeaways from this article is that that the Regions Bank employees betrayed trust by selling these customer identities, Mm -hmm. which led to significant financial losses and identity theft for those 18 customers, at least 18 customers. So it might have been more people than they're saying at least. Yeah, Yeah. Um, those are big amounts probably. 
So one thing before I continue with the key takeaways is that if you're in a position that, see, I don't know what it is about people having these jobs that put them in a position to be tempted like this, right? Where they have so much access to people's information. So that is why if you're, if you work at a bank or you're a financial services or something that you have like influence like this, that's why you have to you have to have integrity when you're in a position like this because you do have so much power to affect other people's finances. Watch out. Number two, the key takeaways. Again, as we said, they use fake IDs, credit cards, and other stolen information to impersonate the customers, which highlighted vulnerabilities in the bank's security procedures. So just as we said before in some other true payroll crime or true pay crime stories that we've done in the past is that where's the oversight? You know what I'm saying? So these people have a loophole. Were these people in position, were they the ones who were supposed to be the guards at the gate? And they were just like, okay, I got the key. Nobody else is coming through the gate. Shoot, I'm going to do what I got to do. Number three, there were three individuals involved, as we said before, and they each received prison sentences for charges related to conspiracy, to commit bank fraud, actual bank fraud, and aggravated identity theft. So there were three oh. different classes of charges that they They're got. doing 20 years, probably. Yeah. If they so, get convicted, uh, yeah. And then the number four takeaway was that the scheme was a coordinated effort across multiple states, because as we said, the four mm-hmm. states that we mentioned earlier, and it targeted multiple regions, bank branches, which indicated that it was a cross-state co-op that they were running and that they needed communication among finance between the financial institutions to prevent such fraud which they didn't have mm-hmm. so yeah the next few things that i have are some pre- preventative steps that could have been put in place no doubt to prevent this from happening right because we just don't want to give you the issue we're going to try to give you what the solve would have been in this yeah. case as well no doubt yeah so, some, yeah exactly the number one preventative step is employee training and monitoring. So regular training and strict monitoring of bank employees to detect any unusual activities or unauthorized access to customer information. So at these branches of these bank branches that were hit or targeted, like there must have not been somebody who had the oversight. It doesn't say how they were eventually caught because eventually I guess somebody did catch up to them, but there was a loophole or a blind spot in the company that allowed this to happen. So number two, you want to have enhanced security measures. So you want to implement robust security protocols such as multi-factor authentication for customer information information access and transactions like we use like we currently use a we currently use a payroll provider ADP and if you go in to make a change to the employee's profile if they have notifications set up with via their email or their mobile phone the employees are notified even if we make a change, especially to their address, yes. to the yes. deposit. So yes. that'll be a way to alert the employees. So that maybe something like that, a system like that could help in these type of situations where even if someone is trying to do something shady, that the person that they're impacting or affecting will get a notification and say, hey, and get a red alert. Hey, wait a minute. I didn't go in and change this stuff. 
I didn't go in and change this, uh, my direct deposit information, what's going yep. on. Yep. And that leads me to the number three potential pre- preventative step is the customer verification procedures, strengthening customer verification processes, both online and in branch to prevent impersonation and unauthorized access to accounts. And then the last thing would be, number four would be collaboration with law enforcement, establishing stronger collaborations between banks and law enforcement agencies across states to quickly identify and apprehend individuals involved in these type of financial crimes. So is there anything else no. that you can think of in this case that could have been a preventative step, Brian, at all? With well, I think that I think that's awesome. Those are geared for the banks, right? The bank, that, those are things that the banks could do. But I think some of the things that we could do for it to safeguard ourselves, unfortunately, is only keep ourselves educated about these things, right? Come back to the show. We're going to keep talking about cyber crimes and paycheck crimes and things like that. So stay informed, right? As an employee, stay informed. But I like the things that you brought up with the pay systems, right? Because a lot of these, a lot of these, and I'll give you a good example. I'll give everybody a good example. A lot of these, how can I say pay systems have notifications, but you got to set it up sometimes, right? It's not default because there, there is, how can I say, there's a lot of sensitivity behind what the company, what payroll admins are doing for the employees. A lot of it has to be the employee's sign off on it. Like the employee has to give permission to get an email about a notification and get these things. So it's really employee self-service. So if you are at a job and you, if you have a job and you're getting a paid in America, you might have a payroll system that you can log on to. And if you do and you have it, please do leverage the technology. We talk about that, right? Leverage the technology, log on and click all the things that you want to keep yourself notified about what's happening in, on your profile, in your workforce system. You know what I mean? Another one is, it might be annoying, but if it has those notifications and my bank has the setting where you can get a notification and credit cards do this too, right? You can get a notification for every transaction or yeah. above $25, above $50, above this. Yeah. Yeah. Now I urge you to do every transaction because my mom got burnt, credit card fraud, because she had the transaction at 50 and above. Mm-hmm. So what were the frauders doing? They were beating her up under $50. So it got up to 500 bucks in a month before she saw her statement, right? And was like, what the hell? The, the beautiful thing was that it, the transactions happened in like California and my mom lives in New York. So yeah. it was an easy fix, but man, this drove her crazy. It, it really, it, it, she felt so violated. But, but anyway, the point was the notification. So I said, Ma, switch that notification to every transaction not just above a certain dollar threshold. That That's a great call out. And you just made me think of something that happened to me, right? It's, I, I remember that I was logged into my bank. This is years ago, right? Yeah. Years, many years ago, I was logged into my bank and I also went to another site at the same time that wasn't protected or anything like that, right? So like, 
I went there and in some way, somehow, I went to that unsecured website and next thing, a couple of days later, I get a couple of different charges mm-hmm. like from like France or Italy or something like that. And yep. it wasn't much and they kept just charging me yep. and nothing I did. I would tell the bank and they would reverse it. And then the next month it would be the same thing charging me charge. It was to the oh point that God. I, it was to the point that my bank was like, this was back in the day before banks had a lot of these protocols that Check they have now. Yeah. But so my bank was just like, Hey, we're sorry. Or when these things happen, just call us and we'll, we'll reverse the transactions. And they didn't like want that. to close like, the account and just open a new account. I ended up closing the account and going to wow. a different bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. See, and that that goes to show you where we've come in this whole cyber attacks and financial fraud crime in time. It made me think of this all. What can we do as employees? Now, now, if you're like, you got to research your bank and be like, wait, when is the last time my bank got frauded and what happened? Because a lot of times if you're not paying attention. You might have got a letter from your bank that told you, hey, we just we were just impacted. And you may, you may not even get a letter. You, you might email you notification and your notifications oh, online. Yes, on the when you bank. log there in, maybe something there, and yes. they may hide it somewhere and be like, "Oh, read this." I don't even read those. I don't read those though. You, read, you know read, what I mean? read our newsletter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <in> our newsletter. <laughs> Who, nobody's reading these things. Another one, and this is real, real. T- again, with the notification. So now we covered notifications, right? So it's notifications. Leveraging the technology you have at your job, but also researching being being intentional look up the bank again check your banks now real quick if you actually get frauded right unfortunately contact your bank immediately stop your payments like shut things down stop it get new cards get a new account numbers close the accounts open new ones up add all this fraud alert they have fraud alert they have credit freezes these good credit cards you can freeze them i know somebody that keeps all their credit cards on freeze. And then when they go and oh, yeah. use them, they unfreeze them and then yep. use them. And I was like, oh man, I guess if it's real time, if it's instant, then there's really no concern. In your app, you can say, That's hey, what I'm saying. Yeah, they use the app. Yeah. That's yeah, yep. they use the app. And it's beautiful things like, like, again, leverage technology. So it's stay informed and leverage technology. Be intentional. This folks, this is our money, man. I get, right? You look at your face, look at your face. <laughs> You take our money, it's, it's, a, it's a serious thing. Especially now in today's climate with the economy that the way it is in the U.S. and everything like that. People are hanging on by a thread with their paychecks. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. what's that stat? 70%, 70% of, Americans of Americans live yep. paycheck to paycheck. So Word. this type of thing happening to us can change Earth. our lives for, for the negative, right? And then yep. depending on your bank, now most banks that in my experience that I've been with will work with you. But if you're at a smaller bank or you're at a different bank, like, hey, they especially if they see that, hey, this charge is authorized. Say you went up to a you went to a site that you thought it was something else that it wasn't and you signed Ooh, up yeah. and they got you. You actually in. did it. Right. Yeah, and you actually did it. And because you, you I had that situation too, where I signed up for some type of service. And yeah. it was the you most thought it was one thing. thing. Yeah. And it was the most difficult thing to stop. Like I kept wow. calling a number to try to cancel the account, to cancel the subscription and wow. couldn't get a person on the phone and then send an emails and they couldn't, they wouldn't stop it or anything. They told, Hey, call our number, call our number. It was like those runaround things that made it really extremely hard for you to wow. end that service. So if you find yourself in, even in that situation, I know that's a different situation than what we're talking about now. 
knowledge, but it's, that's a financial crime though. Yeah. And that impacts. Yeah. You still want to watch out for those things and be careful for when you're signing up for stuff because the small print, you don't know what all that mm-hmm. stuff they're saying. Just be right. careful. Yeah. Try to use reputable companies and try to va- validate the information. But yeah. yeah. Yep. And I got a story to share too. It's a, a, all right. So my story, again, Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. I just learned this. Fin- FinCEN, also known as FinCEN. This awesome. is interesting. What? I'm gonna name my son Finson. Oh, instead of Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, this was this one was very interesting because it talks about check writing. Now we live in a day and age where most folks don't write. I haven't written a check in years, but some folks still do. And basically, banks issued roughly six hundred and eighty thousand reports of check fraud. In, wow. in 2023, but this was up from 350,000 in 21. So wow. it went up, right? Almost yeah. Doubled, almost doubled. Yes. That, and that's, and it's, and it's crazy because who's writing checks? So plenty of people apparently. So the U and it's the next little, this is just the key points from the article. These show, these articles will be in our show notes. If you want to go and read them and stuff like that, the U S postal inspection service reported roughly 300,000 complaints of mail theft in 21, more than double from its prior year total. American, oh. And it's funny too, because I've been watching this. It's trending on Netflix right now. Queen pen, queen pins. Yes. Queen comedy, pens. but they actually the coupons. are. The coupons. Yes. But yes. there's a male fraud piece in that movie, right? If, did you see yeah, it? The guy, the guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. You saw it? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I didn't see the whole thing, but I'm far enough in where the U.S. Postal, Vince Vaughn comes in and he's the U.S. Postal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, wait. So this, it just all came together. I was like, that's mail fraud. So anyway, that mail fraud going up still. And then another one was Americans wrote 3.4 billion checks in 22, but that was down from nearly 19 billion checks from 1990, of course. See, so people- are writing less checks, but peep this, the size of the checks that Americans wrote rose from 673 in 1990 to $2,600 last year in 20, yes. So check writing is going down, but the amount of checks, the dollar amount on those checks going up. And it makes sense because most people, or should I say most businesses and things that you're paying are digitized. So there's only yeah. a few things. It's probably like rent. Uh, you got to go pay your rent or mortgage if depending on the mortgage company, but some type of thing where you're just writing bigger checks and not as yes. many. And then the last one is in one case in South Cali- Southern California last year, nearly 60 people were arrested on charges of committing more than 5 million in check fraud against 750 people damn wow yeah just it's interesting right and the stats highlight the increase of check fraud and mail theft incidents despite the declining use of checks so like the dollar amount is going up with the check fraud but as as usage is going down so it's crazy yeah Um, Yeah, we're getting bold like one of the things i know that still goes on to this day is people go to check cashing places 
Like they go yeah. to some places, they go to the corner store yes. that will cash your check for you because yes. that corner store doesn't necessarily have the security in place to verify that you, hey, you're this person. You you yep. work hard enough, you get a fake ID, you got somebody who can hook you up with a fake yep. ID and you go in there and be like, hey, this is me, cash this check, give me cash, boom, walk out yep. and go away. I've actually been, I've actually had an employee who was impacted by that where someone got a, yeah, someone got a, got their check in the mail somehow some way or stole it and they went to a check cashing place signed for it and we had to do a big investigation and the check cashing store sent over a signed copy of the person's check and we looked at their signature and it was different signatures so that was the only way that yeah yeah that we could find relief for that employee and then the check cashing store was just out of luck because they were trying to come out yeah Yeah. they were like hey that's not me yeah, no, that, and that, that's, I'm glad that they got solved for. It makes yeah. me think of, so I used to work for a staffing agency back in the day in New York, and psh, New York is good for the cities. It's the city life, right? So mm-hmm. the scam that they tried, they used to not try to pull, that I'm sure plenty of folks were successful, but what I warn you now, folks, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this too. Now you end up, you're going to end up, get owing the money right because yeah. so the scam was they would get the paper check right mm-hmm. and they would go down and right before they go into the check cashing to cash it they would tell the payroll department that they just got the check from hey oh man i'm so sorry i lost my check coming yes. out of work yes. i lost it it's oh my god i don't know oh my god i must have ah it, it, it must have been the subway ah, i don't know yes. something you lost it so now your payroll department, they're not putting out any alert system. They are just going to void that check and can and hopefully void it right properly and write a new check for this employee. But it's a timing thing. So they do, they hang up the phone and then they go into the check cashing place, cash the check. And because that takes time, that whole I voided a check thing is not yeah. going to hit the, uh, stop the way the it. systems are set up. There's no direct link yet and the timing of it all. So they play with the timing and they go in and cash that check, go back to the payroll department, get a new check and go cash that one too. And they get paid twice, but that's payroll now with the technology that exists today and the timing and the systems and all that, it can all be easily proven that you did a check fraud situations and you will be responsible for paying your company back that money. You know what I mean? And not only that, you might lose your job. I would actually want to fire you. Oh yeah. Especially especially, that's intentionally maliciously stealing. Especially because you and I have had those, I've Mm -hmm. dealt with an employee in my career. I've dealt with an employee that actually did something like that. And the person was like, oh, I found my check and I forgot to let you guys know. And yep. no. No, you didn't. Like, you so you cashed them twice? Lines. Yes. <laughs> so if you knew you got over, if you knew you were able to cash the other one, right. why cash the new check? Why is, yep, exactly right. <laughs> it was like, you stop. <laughs> oh, stop the plan. Stop playing. Oh, God. So look, perfect segue into our safe talk conversation of this topic. Do you know? People and we're not, we're not, we are not. Do you know people at work that have stolen from your job? And we're not trying to put people on blast. That is not, this is not an expose. 
we're not investigative reporters. No, we're just like talking about the, like, how does that make you feel? What, of course you should find a way to anonymously report that because what should you do? Right. I don't, and that's what the safe talk is about. What do you do? Thank God. I cannot think of any egregious theft, right? What this made me think of was two things as employees. If you don't have a time and attendance system that, and shout out to Time Track Go, if you don't have a time and attendance system, please go to timetrackgo.com and urge your employers to get it, to get one. But mm-hmm. because if you have a good time and attendance system, it really benefits the employer where they can, how do you know? I don't know. They can build regulations and guidelines and kind of govern when you can punch in and punch out. But if you don't have a good system, you might be able to punch in 30 minutes earlier and punch out 30 minutes, even 10 minutes. If you constantly punch in 10 minutes early and 10 minutes late, that's 20 minutes a day, right? Oh, it could be that. And what if you were like like going out to lunch and yep. not clocking out or anything? Oh, I didn't even think just about like, that one. Yeah, you, know, you just you, go to lunch. Just, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I forgot. I, I'm sorry. What Brian is talking about is time theft here. Yeah, right? yes. And so you could steal time. Like, if you know somebody that's doing that, it's just like people don't sometimes, you as employees, you were listening to this, you may not think that time theft equates to a financial thing. It actually does because Heck the yeah. person is still in time, they're getting paid more money. Brian yep. and I have had employees who we've mm-hmm. had to chin check and be like, hey, the start cooking in and out for lunch. Yep. You need yeah, to, absolutely. Like, hey, like I, I saw that you got back at this time and you were just sitting there for an extra 20 minutes, not doing anything. And you just continued to eat your lunch at, yep. after you clocked back in yep. or whatever, when you were still technically on, on lunch and not working at all, you were over there on your phone mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Hey, you took an hour lunch, but you only clocked in and out for a 30 minute lunch. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wait, no, my, my, my wife my, used to tell me sometimes they would, employees would, what would they do? They wouldn't. So let's say you're in a building in a, some type of big building and like lunch, you got to walk to go get your lunch somewhere and bring, if you don't bring your food with you type of thing, right? Yeah, I guess this is anywhere, right? If you don't have food with you and you just don't go sit down and eat, you go get food, right? Imagine you leave, you go get your lunch, but you don't clock out for lunch until you sit down to eat lunch. You're already wasting 30 minutes getting your lunch. And not more. If not more. And now you're going to, now after that, you're going to sit down and clock in or out to eat lunch and black in. Folks. Bro, companies are going to catch up. Like it's going to catch that. And that's time theft, which is money theft. Bro, I've seen it to the point where somebody didn't clock out at all. (laughs) Went out to go get lunch. We're gone for an hour and just, yo, where's this person at? Did they clock out? Look and see their punches. They didn't clock out and they come back in with a bunch of food and sit back. Oh, I didn't clock. I'm still working. Yeah. Uh, No, you're not. Left to go get your food. There's a difference. For me, there's a difference between you ordering something, going downstairs, and getting your order, right? And then that's different. And then you working through lunch. That's different. True. True. That's different to me. But that even your boss, your company, if they're sticklers, they may want you to clock out for a five ten minute break while you go get your food and at least something. 
That's right. Even if you are working through lunch. So just something yeah. to consider, man. But what, so what would you do? How would you proceed if, especially if you're new in the workforce, <sighs> like yeah, you just got tough. somewhere and like you, you have like the old guard at the job and you know that they're doing stuff that's wrong. And they're like, hey, this is what everybody does, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Everybody does that here, man. Nobody's watching. Come on, man. Come on. Are you going to be the one who rings the alarm or shines a light on it? And then everybody looks at you like sideways. We see like societal pressures going to these things, decisions that people make, man. You know, whether they choose to do something or not. Do you do the right thing by the company? Or do you just stay with the status quo? Hey, everybody else is doing it. I might as well do it too. It, get, folks, there's no right answers here. This is why we call it safe talk. And because there's, there, there's no judgment. There's no right answer. It's really just up to you and your situation and what you do what's right for you. But it's, that's a tough one, man. For me, I think it's it depends on the position you have, right? If you're a yeah. manager, if Ooh. you're a leader at this company, then you absolutely need to safely, maybe anonymously report things and correct things, right? If you're a soldier, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is for you. The thing I try to live by is do the right thing even when nobody's watching. Right? Yes. To your point, if you want to be anonymous, be like, write a note, print print out something because if you don't want somebody somebody knows your handwriting, print out a Word document and be like, hey, I don't, I'm I'm just a little worried that somebody might retaliate against me, but I think you should look into this and report it to somebody up the chain. That's some way you can do it if you want to be careful and not put yourself out there and potentially make yourself a target for someone's retaliation. So to your point, I think that there is a way, no matter what level you're at, whether you are uh, report to someone or you have direct reports, like you, you should do the right thing, in my opinion, versus just doing the status quo here, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. You're right. Yeah, they do the right thing. But again, it's tough. Like we've shared on this show, some folks that I know have been scared to go to their bosses or companies just to like address something on their check. So let alone blow the whistle on other people. They don't even want to tell them themselves. They don't even want to get something corrected on their own check because, oh my God, I need this job so much. I can't be fired. So it's tough, man. It's tough. But it's like a balancing act because business. What? Yeah, and it's even tougher because the, there's so many different scenarios that we can yes, draw that's here. <laughs> like if you're the employee and you notice that your boss or your manager is the one that's doing the oh. shady Practice. Oh heck, yeah! No, you got yeah. That, shoot, that heightens the priority because now your job is at risk. Because if your manager goes down, who's to say he doesn't bring his whole department? Well, oh, my whole department's in on it. Yeah, they they, they know. Knew. They, they, knew. they knew. All of yeah. them got to go there. They wipe the whole department away. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is, I don't know, have some to do a job well, right? To be respected at a job, you're doing your job well. You got to have some level of respect for your job, for the company, right? And that, that what's that saying? Oh, I'm a company guy. As a company guy, he's a company person. And that usually just means they're mindful. They have the best, they have the company's best, best interests. Interest. Yes. Yeah, best interests in mind. And I think it's easier for us because as payroll people, we already act in a fiduciary manner for our companies. And fiduciary yes. manner, folks, means that we're protecting the money for our companies. 
but it's inherent in our job, right? So it's a natural feeling for us. If you're good at what, if you're good at payroll, if you're good at HRIS, if you're good at being an HR professional or a payroll or a finance professional, we talk about the Holy Trinity and then you're already thinking this way. But if you're not, maybe you'd not think. So like I urge people, if you want to make the best out of your work situation, that you should have the company's best interests at heart. Because I know it doesn't, I know it's not, it's little things, but think about it. If everybody's stealing from the company, let's say it's a standalone company, you work for a mom and pop, whatever, guess what? You're going to put the company out of business. Yep. You know what I mean? You're going to literally drive the company into the bank. For what? Don't yeah. you need a job? Yeah, because think about it, the downstream, potential downstream impact, impact. in that scenario mm-hmm. would be, think about it, you may sully the company's reputation. Yes. yes. Prevent them from wanting other people to come in and work for this place. Like, yeah. there's so many different things that the decisions that you make or lack of decisions that we make in these scenarios that people, we find that people are stealing from the company. There's so much impact that we have to think about because man like brian said man this could shut down the business this could impact the morale at the workplace oh these guys are doing that especially if it's reported and depending on the outcome of the investigation or the disciplinary outcome man imagine you as a if you went to tell on me because you found out that i was stealing and then i just get a slap on the hand and oh Mm -hmm. stop doing that the company can do what they want to do but it'd be like, yo, so this guy stole over $20,000 and then they're going to let him still work here? Yep. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Ooh. I... Yeah. I... Oh, no, I'm going to say no. Yeah. So I can warn you all folks, us employees, if you ever are granted the responsibility and the benefit of having a company credit card, Oof. um, you have to act be like super diligent beyond reproach is the phrase i was looking for earlier beyond reproach you have to be with these things in these financial situations would work because i have seen people get fired for charging personal things on company credit cards and acting all nonchalant about, oh, no, I'll pay it. No, don't worry. I'll pay it. No, it's not about your pay. It's about you shouldn't have charged it in the first place. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. See, but some companies, what they do is they have their accountants or finance team looking at every charge on the company card. And if they notice something that is like personal, they deduct it from your paycheck because you already signed the agreement for the company card anyway. And they say, hey, if you find any personal um, charges, we will automatically deduct it from your card. I had a situation where a person paid their rent or their mortgage with their company card. And because the company put it in the verbiage of the contract agreement, the credit card agreement. Oh, is that what they did? Ah, And they put it in there. Hey, if there's any personal charges. So they they covered themselves. And they ended up having to take it from the person's check. The next check Mm -hmm. took it all. You shouldn't have did that. If you needed help, you should have let us know that you had a hardship going on and we yep. have potentially helped We would have helped you. That's right. Yep. That's right. Then you see, yes. Yes. Yeah. Again, just acting in the best interest of your company because folks, often folks get, get delusion, confused as they have this, oh, company should do this for me. The company should do this for me. No, the company exists to make money. 
right? Yeah. These companies were built and started for profit, unless you yeah. literally work for a nonprofit organization, in which case they still cannot afford to do everything for that. That honestly, nonprofits mean they have less money to work with. Okay. Yeah. Nonprofit means whatever profits they do make goes back into something else, not our pockets. So if you are yeah. working in a nonprofit situation, you it really should be because you, it's an it's absolutely what you want to do. If you're chasing the dollars, if you're paper chasing, don't go to a nonprofit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not yeah. no knock on nonprofits, but it's just the reality of it. Nonprofits are limited in their funding. Okay, they are yes. limited in how much they can do with money, right? Because they have a yes. board that's governing. It's, again, it's a nonprofit. That means they cannot take the extra earnings and pour it back into salaries. And, yes. you know, yes. they're very limited. They're very structured. They're very organized. Point is, if you're, if you're taken away from the company's business, then you're hurting your own company, right? Like, we, we have to be... We, we have to be mindful again that the company wasn't started to pay your rent. It wasn't started to get you out of financial debt because you got yourself in it, right? Like, that's not what it is. Now, thankfully, the world has changed since me and Walt started working, and companies are very employee centric now. Yes. Right? Pay transparency is one of them. We talk about pay trans. Yeah. We'll, I'll continue to talk about pay transparency because it's something that is is I'm very opinionated on that pay transparency law because pay. My belief with pay transparency is that it's okay to talk about your gross amount, right? We talk about yeah. gross and net on this show as well. Gross amount is this your annual salary divided by how many times you get paid. That's your gross yeah. amount. Or if you're an hourly employee, it's your hourly rate times how many hours you work. That's your gross amount, right? But then yeah. payroll will start doing, we apply the taxes, we deduct yeah. benefits, we deduct this, garnishment, blah, and then boom, the net amount is what you take home, your take-home pay. So yes. for me, pay transparency has to remain at the gross level. You can talk about gross amounts, but by the time you get to the net amount, employees are very different in what they, what's applied to their check. I can make, or rather I can make less than Walt, but bring home more than him because of the deductions that are being applied to our checks. Yes, sir. Yep. As we near the end of this episode, we'd like to extend our heartfelt gratitude to you for listening. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow It's About Payroll on LinkedIn and It's About Your Paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. We love engaging with our audience and you'll be able to receive exclusive updates and behind the scenes content. Thank you for being a part of our payroll community and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going. So you can't compare. You go, imagine two people make different amounts, but they bring home the same amount of money. Whoa, yeah. how the heck does that happen? Because you don't know what's going on in their checks. You, it's, it, and it's no one's business. That's the part that I warn against in the pay transparency movement. And it's illegal. <laughs> it's not even a movement, but it's the laws that are being passed. Don't yeah. share your net amount. No. Gross amount, sure. Hey, I make X amount annually for my position. 
no problem. Yes. But the net amount is what I guard against. That went off on a tangent. I don't even know anymore. But yeah. So those are one of the oh employee centric. The companies are super employee. They're doing more things. They're doing employee retention and attract talent rich attraction is top of the list. How do we get employees? How do we get good employees and keep them? So you are in a better situation. We employees are in a much better situation now than it was 10, 20 years ago, where it was like, shoot, do you remember after the bubble burst in 08? They were like, you better be glad you have a job. Yeah, man. You try to complain in 09, you couldn't complain about a job in 09 because they were like, what? You and believe I was a manager at that time, so I was one of them. Like you better be, you got a job, right? You got a job, right? Because yeah. that was the company line. That was the company that we were able to talk about it like that because the company yes. said it's okay. But now, yep. shoot, and what? Somebody will quit on your ass. You say something like that to them. You got to watch how you talk. Go watch them yep. Veronica videos. Go watch them Veronica videos on TikTok. I'm trying to see. We got to get her on the show. I was about to Google it right now. I'm like, who is yeah. this? behind these clips. I need her on the show because mm-hmm. I want her to come and talk to us and our people about employees, about these things. Employee rights and benefits are on the rise. Yes, sir. So we are living in the greatest day ever for that. But at the same time, again, that's not why these companies are starting. Apple did not start to employ people. <laughs> They started to make millions. Steve Jobs started to yes. get rich, right? Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, like all these folks started their companies to be rich, to yeah. get money, to obtain not wealth, to, oh, I want to employ as many people as I can. No, that's not what they did. They actually want to do the opposite, employ the less and make the most, right? <laughs> yeah. Word up. Just be, like, be realistic about the approach when it comes to work and in the workplace and what your benefits are, be aware. And then again, yeah, and I'm sorry, we went off on a tangent, but it's because it's like, what do you do with the safe talk start? This is safe talk, right? This is all I'm saying. We get to go off on tangents and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you do? What, do you, what would you do if you knew? Didn't you know, did you actually know somebody that's there? I feel like you have a story. Oh yeah, well, I was telling, like we, we told stories about time theft. You and I worked at the same place that somebody was actually doing that because we had to monitor their time and this and that. Yeah. You remember how we had to, yep. <laughs> so we know people there. Yeah, I've known some situations, man. And the right thing oh. is to es- escalate it. Yes. You did have, now I remember the story. The one that, that the dude was like, yo, write me more money, write me a check and I'll hook you up or oh, something like that. Yeah. So he needed some retro. He called, he was very belligerent. He was very obscene in, in how he was talking to the Damn. people we were working with. I was a manager at that time. So I got on the phone with him. I said, hey, we're going to take care of it. We'll get you your money by tomorrow. We'll run an off cycle for you. You'll be paid. It'll be direct deposited into your account. You'll be good. And so he hits me up on the side. Like he came up to see me. He's like, thanks for him hooking me up. And pulled me to the side. He said, man, like, bro, thanks for hooking me up. Maybe we can start something here where you work in payroll dude maybe you can like hook hook up a brother up with a little extra and we split it set up a fake employee or something bro we gotta get paid man like stuff like i'm just like huh okay and so i went and immediately escalated hey this dude just propositioned me and the silly thing is that he put it in email what well yeah let's let me know bro let me know oh i missed that part holy cow let me know if if you want to do that and i shared the email with hr next thing you know 
gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah you, you got to do See that, again, that threatens your job directly. Because had oh, you yes. not done that, had you not done that, and even think about it, if you didn't escalate it, and let's say you, you clearly you weren't going to do it, but you also did not do anything with him, and nah, man, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, puts you him in a situation now to attack you. And yeah. now it's a he said, she said, oh. and we both who's getting fired? Like... Both of y'all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Both well, of y'all. We can't trust can't either trust of you. Me. Nope. See you later. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing when you're in a situation like this, if you work for a bank, if you work in any of these high sensitive financial arenas where you're trusted, even with information, if, you, if your currency is data, you don't even have to be dealing with money. And it's data. If you think about it, we're just data jockeys. We're not we're not really counting money out. And once upon a time, I guess payroll people were actually dishing some cash out. We right now it's all data, it's all digital data. The money doesn't hit until it gets into your account. That's when the cash transaction happens. And honestly, we just move data to do that. So yeah. we're we're guardians of this data, of this financial stuff. We have to be beyond reproach. And if you're out there in that. You guys take your job seriously, man. That's how you become great is if you take yes. these little jobs and you take every little thing seriously. Yes. Correct, man. What's up? What, well what said, you going to say? Man. No. Oh, I think okay. that's the perfect way to end the show, man. It's a great no doubt. show. Great self no yep. talk conversation. Yep. And cool. the key takeaways is do the right thing, in my opinion. And, Word up. You know, Even when no one's watching. Yeah, even when no one's watching and guard yourself as yes. we went through the different things. Yes. Guard yourself against these scammers. These Protect yourself as the employee. Protect yourself yep. from your employer and Word. any potentially shady people at that place. Protect yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's Yes. Yeah, exactly. Be aware. Be aware. Be intentional. And until the next time, folks, we love you. Hope you like the new, most of our listeners are audio anyway, but check us out on YouTube now. You can see our real backgrounds. No more green screen. So check us out. Until the next time, folks, we love you. Peace. Peace.